Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of All Things Psychological, the podcast. I'm your host. This is the first ever episode. I had, you know, tried to record before. And so initially I felt a lot of nervousness kind of starting this. And now I, I of course, still feel some nervousness, but not as much. So we're just going to kind of go with the flow and see where life takes us in these um, next few minutes, 20 or so minutes. And I feel it important to really just explain for a second what this All Things Psychological podcast is for me. Um, Also, as a listener, what you can expect and kind of where I kind of came up with this really quick. So the All Things Psychological podcast, when I had initially thought about it, I wanted this to be more of a serial killer podcast. (laughs) And if you know me, you know, I love scary movies, horror, psychological thrillers. I love learning about you know, serial killers past, all the fucked up shit they did, why they did what they did, human behavior. And um, I listen to a lot of podcasts that actually kind of explore that. But I felt like, you know, we talk about the crime, their childhood trauma, if some of them have that or whatever, and then kind of their sentencing. But I felt like there wasn't enough space to talk about, you know, does the punishment fit the crime? Does the five years they get for murdering their family um is that okay? Obviously not, but really just kind of exploring that more under the umbrella of psychology. And so I really was into kind of starting the podcast that way. And then as I kind of more got more into just what's going on in my own personal life, my familial life, work, my friends, like being in my mid to late twenties, kind of teetering closer and closer to 30, I was like, yo, there's so much more shit I just want to kind of talk about. And I also wanted to create a space <clears throat> for people that want to listen to this shit because I'm a fucking idiot nine times out of ten. Um, wanted to create a space where you could listen to this like walking your fucking dog or laying in bed or going on a run or while you take a shower. I personally love listening to podcasts while I take a shower um, or cleaning your fucking house or watering your plants. Who the fuck knows what you're doing? Growing grocery shopping and buying alcohol. Who knows? (laughs) Like I wanted this to be that space where it's that mixture of, I'm almost talking with my, my homegirls or, you know, my friends and we're just vibing under the umbrella of psychology. And so that is kind of what long story short, all things psychological really is, is it is going to be that mixture of serial killer, um, talking about more the psyche and psychoanalyzing all of that from my framework, um, which of course is no expert framework, but just kind of, you know, shooting the shit about it. And then also talking about real life shit. And so that's really what the, the umbrella of topics will be. It's serious topics that sometimes aren't meant to be taken seriously. I really want to preface this first of all, by saying, you know, I recently just finished grad school, um, studying for, you know, clinical counseling or, um, counseling to be a therapist. And I'm working on my hours right now. I see clients outside of this. And on top of that, I work at an inpatient mental health facility. But I want to ensure that uh, I really clarify and say that I am in no way an expert. I think everyone should have access to this information. And um, I think a lot of people know way more than I do. I'm just interested in the shit. And I love talking about it and learning. And I'm a learner first. So I just want to make sure I'm clear on that because I don't want this to be a space where I'm even acting like I am a fucking expert. I am not licensed at all. I am working on those hours. But, um, yo, I am (laughs) just as much 
ignorant on some topics as the next person. And I just, you know, I like reading and listening to shit. So that, that sometimes forms my opinion. But that is what this space is, this podcast, these episodes are. It's just my opinion. It is not fact. And I love constructive feedback. So for anyone that does listen that somehow knows me or knows how to reach me, like I'm always open to interpretation. That's a part of being a fucking human, you know, and like growing. And I think when you feel like you are an expert on something or you feel like there's no more room to learn, that's when you're doing it wrong. So again, I may draw from, you know, research or videos or trauma experts, (laughs) fucking experts, right? Trauma, uh, certified people on things I talk about in regard to human psyche, but in no way do I uh, have that background. So I just want to make sure I clarify that. Again, long story short, that's kind of what this space is. If you listen this this long, these five minutes in is really just a space for us to kind of go on this journey together as we kind of delve into the human mind and my own morbid, crazy, passionate thoughts I have. It's just passion. And so I, I want to get into the episode. So I was kind of drilling it into my head of this podcast kind of has to be one way and there has to be a theme and it all has to flow. And that's so my fucking ego talking. Right. And um, I'm such a walking contradiction and hypocrite, I have to say, because on one hand, I'm always like, yo, just create the content you would fucking listen to, which is what, you know, I want to do, be authentic to who I am innately. And yet, if I'm honest, you know, when I first started, I started doing wind downs on Instagram and I kind of did get into, okay, certain amount of people have to like this shit. And in no way do I have a following, <laughs> but I was creating this context I wanted to. And then I started to get obsessed with, do these few like 10 people who like my Instagram post or wind down, are they going to want this kind of content? And I just feel like kind of to get corny, but I think the Leo in me being a Leo, I think that ego drivenness that kind of comes out a little bit more was wanting that attention and those likes if I'm honest I wanted people to like my content and yo do you dig this as much as I fucking dig it and really the main kind of thing I needed to kind of be more aware of was it really doesn't fucking matter like Marquita do you like what you're producing and so um you know that's kind of what I think is important as I kind of create these episodes is to be more authentic to who I am And kind of leaning into authenticity and vulnerability, I think what has been on the forefront of my mind really has been um, how 2020, 2021, and now being in January of 2022 has been a hell of a year. Um, With COVID, the pandemic or epidemic, however the fuck you look at it, it's been a hell of a fucking year. And it's been stressful and exhausting. And I feel like I'm at my wits end. And it's challenged me in so many ways. And I, I imagine that's what it's like for everyone else. And what I think has not been focused on enough is what I've been thinking about this past year is looking forward to the trips I have planned, spending time with fam and friends, getting out, enjoying life in the midst of work and COVID safety and just getting done with grad school and all the other shit on my plate, right? But what I've noticed I'm denying myself is the opportunity to acknowledge and process and begin to grieve and mourn a lot of the loss that has happened in my life these past two years. Um, And I feel that within society, even looking at, I'm not even going to get super political on this episode, but I just want to acknowledge even looking at COVID cases and the deaths that have happened, I feel like we as a society are so dismissive of that shit. Like, yeah, well, you know, it's just like the flu. Like, People have lost their lives and we should care about people that have lost their lives to the flu and people that have lost their lives in every day. And a natural human emotion or trait we have 
is that we are selfish, including my fucking self. I'll be the first one to say I am fucking selfish. And selfishness can help or hurt us. And I think in this context, as we think of all the deaths that have really increased, of course, with everything going on, it's been hurting us. We have lost the capacity to empathize with other people. And of course, we cannot control things, but I do think we can care a little bit more about how we're not only protecting ourselves, but protecting others. And so in all of that, I feel like in that selfishness that I've had, let me focus on this positivity and grind mode, and I'm not going to think about all this shit that has happened. I have also denied myself that other part of me to really acknowledge the hurt or a loss or pain that has gone on in my life. And I imagine for you know many of you, I've seen some of my friends post on Instagram. Of course, my family and I have gone through a lot. And I just feel like it's important to kind of talk about that in this space and in this context. And one of the things that has kind of been on my heart is um, like acknowledging all of the, the loss that has like happened in my life. One of those things kind of being multiple things being, you know, last year, um, having lost my grandmother uh, at 93, my dad's mom. And she was 4'10", 4'9", maybe, a fierce woman that made you feel like she was like 6'7". She did not fucking play. Southern woman, the sweetest heart, but the fiercest soul, such tenacity, vibrant, always smiling, always like, um, I, I really do truly think that being stuck in the house at her age, because of course she was a huge, she had a huge health risk if, if she was exposed to COVID, really took a toll on her psyche and she just started kind of withering away and deteriorating um, for like the past year. And that was really hard. Um, and I think what really kind of affected me in that, acknowledging kind of that pain and stuff was, you know, as she got, you know, sicker, having to go see her really fucking broke. Um, I'm sure my family too. And I always want to kind of reiterate my family because I know it wasn't just me and that suffering. And I'm like, not the only one that gets to feel this way. I know it's me and my family, but I'm just speaking from kind of my framework. And that was just, fuck it. It's hard to see someone dying. Um, and yeah, having to had lose, lost her on mother's day last year was so hard, but it was kind of, I always say funny when I don't mean funny, but my family and I kind of use jokes and humor to alleviate pain. And so my dad was like, you know, that's your grandmother. Of course, she would go out on Mother's Day with a bang. I'm like, yep, that was grandma, right? Like, <laughs> that was her through and through. Um, significant, the, the, the matriarch of my dad's side of the family going out that, on Mother's Day, and, you know, peacefully. Um, so all of that to say that loss really struck me. And I haven't really mourned that too much. Um, because I, I often disassociate. So for those of you that do that too, um, I, I feel like for dissociation and a lot of things we do, I think we often characterize our emotions, our, our trauma response, if you want to call it that, or our survival skills, maladaptive strategies, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I often feel like we categorize it as good or bad. And when I've done kind of some of the trauma research, kind of working with the population I work with um, for getting my licensing hours and just listening to uh, people in the field kind of talk about what it means to kind of have these symptoms. I've realized and really resonated with this idea that disassociation isn't inherently a bad thing. And I think we see it that way of, oh, you're not letting yourself feel emotion. But I think what we really need to be looking at, and I truly believe is, we really need to be kind of analyzing what purpose is this serving. And for me, disassociation is serving 
is a way that my body's response of kind of dealing with pain is, Marquita, I'm going to keep this shit at bay because I know that right now these things are too overwhelming for you. I don't want you to get flooded with emotion and kind of um, be overwhelmed and not be able to navigate. You would literally break down if you were to feel all these emotions. And I bring up that disassociation piece talking about my grandmother because, of course, I loved my grandmother. And I know grieving looks different for everyone, but sometimes, you know, if I'm honest, I do kind of feel guilty. Like I don't cry as much about it. Um, There's moments, like even right now, I kind of feel that (laughs) lump in my throat, but I kind of like push it down deep so I don't have to feel it. I I know where that comes from. I know that's my own shit to work on, but it's interesting to acknowledge that, right? Um, Yeah, so I bring that up to say, I feel like I have, mourned her to some extent but I still feel so guilty that I don't cry every day and I know that's such a stupid ass response but do you whoever for whoever's listening do you kind of feel that way too like yo I feel like I should be more upset about this but I think that's just my disassociation kind of coming into play and kind of leaning into the loss kind of continuing was later on last year we put my dog down of 17 years um which again for people that I know on Instagram who may or may not be listening, they I kind of posted about these two things, but then I also, I, I'm not saying or bringing this up for a pity party, but just acknowledging how we kind of don't allow space to kind of talk about the losses in our life, right? And um, so losing my dog at 17 years, you know, of course, doesn't it go family members or my my grandmother, but she was a family member to, to me, my brothers, my mom, you know, I, she was. And... She was my first dog. We got her when I was nine on Christmas. And I feel like I learned a lot having a dog in terms of what to do, what not to do. And I do wish we could have provided her a better life in terms of getting her out more and walking her and taking the importance of taking care of an animal seriously. I was so young and I know that's not an excuse, but I I didn't know how to raise an animal. And so, of course, she lived a good life. But I do think there is um, if I get another animal in the future, which I really do want, I, I know to really high priority on it and so all of that to say she was breaking down you know she was a German shepherd mix we got her from the pound and um, she was withering away I moved out when I was 17 going on 18 to the Bay Area from Sac shout out to Sacramento my hometown and to go to college and I didn't see her as much she stayed with my mom um, because I couldn't bring a dog obviously into the dorms and then it was just like apartment after apartment and um yeah, I just was like, all right, she can stay at home with my mom. Like, it's Gucci. And I'll be honest, I didn't really think too much about it because I knew she was good where she was at. And I wish I had put more time into that because as she got older this past year, it was really hard to see her breaking down. And uh, my brothers and I really had a lot of discussions around what do we do next with Toko? That's my dog's name. And um, it was a really hard decision to say, I want her around that selfishness, (laughs) kind of speaking, that selfish part of me was like, I want her around. I don't want to have to put her down. Let's just let her die peacefully. And it really took my brothers to be like, yo, look, this is, she's suffering. And I see this every day and you know, you're not here and you, you don't see that. And it's true. I wasn't seeing that. And so the decision to put her down really broke me too. Um, having to go to the vet and all that other stuff. And um, that was a really hard time. So I say all that to say, you know, having another family loss just, you know, within the past 48 hours of losing my aunt and again, disassociating. And, you know, my mom's mom, the last kind of grandparent alive for for me is, or, you know, my family is, you know, dealing with cancer. And so 
all of that to kind of say there's kind of been so much that's been going on. And yet, I feel like it's been so hard to kind of acknowledge that space of what it means to allow myself the capacity to grieve and mourn. And even now I'm like hesitant to to really lean in. That protective mode is coming out. Um, And I think that's interesting as part of the human condition. Why do we do what we do? I understand disassociation and why we do it to protect ourselves from flooding. Um, And it's a survival skill, absolutely. But I wonder as we kind of move into 2022, what I kind of am trying to establish for myself too is can we create space to give ourselves just a little bit more space and opportunity to acknowledge the pain we've endured? Because I know it's not, of course, not just me that has lost family members, animals or um, financial losses, job opportunities, housing, there's homelessness. I know all of that. I know it's not just me and this definitely isn't a space for creating a pity party, but more of a sense of community around, you know, how do you guys kind of work through your own healing process? How do you allow yourself that space and capacity to say, I can, you know, look forward to the positive times and move forward. And yet I also need to give myself time to, you know, mourn. And I I think we don't talk enough about loss because we're just trying to get through it and we're just trying to be over COVID and the pandemic or epidemic or whatever. And at the same fucking time, it's like, yo, like I know for myself, I can't speak for anyone else's, you know, the ways in which they disassociate or numb themselves. But I know for myself, that shit comes to a fucking head at some point. Like at some fucking point, this shit, I'll cry in the shower. I plan, I schedule my cries. I know that's fucking sad, but I'll know. Okay, Marquita, you have a lot of emotions today. Wait till you get home, hold it off. You're going to get in the fucking shower. You're going to let that shit out. By the time you get out, your skin is glistening. (laughs) That's just how I deal with it. So not okay. (laughs) But, you know, that's just kind of me being honest. Um, And so I wonder how other people work through that because I want to tap into that shit. Um, And, you know, uh, I've been seeing a therapist now for the past three and a half, almost four years and kind of on and off to deal with my own my own shit. And um, that's something that I've really worked to kind of be more aware of is like, okay, Marquita, you don't need to be the strong person all the time. Because I naturally will do that. I learned at an early age, my brothers and I all have learned to be, kind of be the strong people and show up for other people, whether it's our parents right now or our cousins or, you know, whoever's in our life, especially what I love about both sides of my family is that we do come together in times of need. We put the bullshit aside and we show up like, I, I know at the drop of, of, of a hat, my brothers will be there and they know at the drop of a hat, I'll fucking drive. I don't care where it is and come see them. And so that's what I love about community. Um, and yet I think too, it's interesting when you're on the other side of it, for instance, my dad having lost both his parents, when you have to be the strong person talking about myself for them. And I think I'm trying to learn how to kind of create more space for both to be true, meaning you can telling myself this, you can be the strong person and show up for your, your dad or whoever else is in your life and, you know, be there for them and be their rock. And you can show up for yourself. I think I know that. I think it's just hard to figure out how to get there. So yeah, (laughs) 2021, 2022 has been a fucking shit show, bro. Fucking insane. And I think Sometimes this notion of, you know, self-care, 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 self-care is so fucking annoying because it's like, yo, how do you expect us to do that shit in the midst of everything going on in our fucking lives? I heard that shit so much through grad school. I will acknowledge, I'll be the first one to say, I tell my clients that self-care and stuff, but I do see the other side of it. Like, yo, how the fuck do you expect me to do that when I'm trying to look for housing? Or how the fuck do you expect me to do that when my dad just died? Or like whoever, like, how do you expect me to 
oh, okay, let me deep breathe for five seconds. Um, and I think sometimes that word has been so overplayed and so over fucking used and shit that it's kind of like, yo, I fucking get it. I'm tired of hearing it my damn self. I'm tired of my therapist fucking acknowledging, you know, self-care. It's like, yo, shut the fuck up. I fucking get it. But I, I hear the sentiment in that. And in, I think in that self-care, maybe self-care I'm learning I don't know if this resonates with anyone, but I feel like self-care for me is I'm learning that I need to acknowledge my deeper feelings. And in order to truly heal, my opinion is that at some point we got to process that deeper stuff that's going on. And so I just kind of feel like that's kind of what's been on my heart this year is really leaning into all parts of myself. If I really want to be a better person and, you know, really work on my past traumas and shit, part of that may then be is why do you tend to numb yourself from the deeper emotions when you lose people in your life whether it's death or you know the end of friendships or relationships or whatever why do you do that you know I think that's so interesting and um, something we all do as a survival skill and it's interesting because as I was kind of looking into trauma stuff too something else that kind of came up is this idea of Again, survival skills kind of being labeled as bad, you know, maladaptive strategies or maladaptive behaviors or responses, whatever the fuck we call it, depending on what theoretical framework you're looking at, right, in psychology. And as I've kind of been leaning into trauma stuff to apply, you know, in my outside work, what's kind of stuck out to me is a lot of them have talked about, you know, it's not whether or not this is bad. And I think I said this earlier, and if not, I'll just reiterate, is it's more so what purpose is this serving in your life? At some point, this was helpful. And that's okay to say this was helpful for me to survive. And now you're realizing that this may no longer serve you. And there may be other ways to kind of, you know, work through or process and heal. And so I feel like that's kind of what's happening in my life is realizing how the disassociation at once helped at one point helped me. And now it's not, I guess it, it does serve me right now because, you know, I have, I tell myself, oh, you have work, you have other shit going on, you need to focus. So it's kind of a cop-out, but it's not so much that it's hurting me, it's that I'm realizing, Marquita, this is going to get to a fucking head at one point. You are going to break down, which has happened in the past. It happens all the fucking time. So again, I I wonder, is that true for anyone else? Just kind of hearing me kind of free-flowing this idea about, you know, how we kind of deal with loss and grief and mourning. And also too, that guilt that comes up of, Grief has to look a certain way. I'll be the first one to say, you know, grief doesn't look one way and anger doesn't look one way and blah, blah, blah. And yet I will shame myself for not crying all the time. It's like that endless fucking cycle, right? Where it's like, why the fuck do you do that to yourself? So suffice to say, I also wonder for people if they experience or whoever's listening, do you experience this feeling of I, I need to I need to be mourning more? But maybe, you know, mourning doesn't look like I'm crying all the time, but just honoring my my grandmother and thinking about her and honoring my aunt, who was a, you know, beautiful woman inside and out. And it's fucked up and not fair that they are no longer here. And that really fucking hurts. Um, and thinking about and reflecting on my dog, like, again, I know it sounds so silly, but if you have a pet that you care about, you fucking get it. It is so hard to kind of grapple that too. And so I think in this capacity to also be very selfish in a lot of ways, we also um, need to learn to be selfless. I think those are the two things that have come up for me 
two things and two themes that have come up for me in 2021 and 2022 and kind of redefining what selfish looks like. I guess within the context of self-care, selfish for me means acknowledging the space at where I'm at, telling myself it's okay to be sad, allowing myself to process that in whatever context that looks like and just kind of being more self-compassionate, which is a <laughs> daily fucking progress. And at the same time, you know, being selfless in just what I do in my everyday life and trying to care about our community because so many people have lost their lives, especially I know everyone tries to downplay COVID and I, I like, I don't even want to really get into it in this episode, but just to make it short, um, I think if people just cared a little bit more about other people, even if you don't fucking know them, I think we would kind of be better off, you know? I imagine there's other people or people that are listening that feel the, of course, exact same way I'm feeling and have suffered more than I have. Um, So again, this is not, you know, meant to be a pity party, but just to acknowledge like, yo, 2021 was a hell of a fucking year. And 2022, we do not know what's to come, but low key, I'm nervous. I'm excited. There's things to look forward to, but I, I think I'm just trying to work on just healing And that sounds hella cliche and corny too, but yo, that's going to look different for everybody. So I I just kind of want to end on this note. I think this is kind of a sweet spot to end and kind of just sit in that vulnerability of, you know, what it means to um, move forward in life, I guess. And so I wonder if other people feel the same. Let me know. First episode in, (laughs) hell of a ride. This is kind of what you're in for if you're listening. So yeah, I'm going to end on that note. I hope your day goes well, whoever's listening, whoever's out there. And uh, I will definitely be seeing you next time.